Welcome to the State of Energy. That man is Tom Clark, Executive Director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt. How are you, Mr. Tom? Oh, man, it's a beautiful, snowy day here in Utah. Really? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, uh, it's not t-shirts and shorts, but it's, you know, jeans and a pullover, maybe. Oh, we can go with that. The weather kind of just uh, flipped the switch on us here, didn't it? It did. It was great because when the Super Bowl was happening, that whole week leading in, it was like 85 degrees here in the Southern California. And then uh, two days after the Super Bowl, suddenly we are literally getting hail and thunder. It looked like snow. Yeah. It looked like it snowed in Los Angeles. There's a picture of the Rose Bowl. It looks like it's covered in snow. Wow. That's that's wild, it, it, and it's snowing here now. So it must have must have just rolled out this direction, and we lost our totally lost everything on our on our Super Bowl. Well, you get um, a half point. Well, do I? Do I get? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you get a half point. We made some predictions early on this year, and uh, we've been wrong on on most of them. You know what I've noticed? We're wrong about the sports, but we're right about the energy stuff. Well, I'm hoping that maybe this groundhog was wrong. <laughs> we get which one do you want to pick, Charles G. Hogg? <laughs> you know, and and Tom, I, I gotta say this because I mean, we've been doing this show now. We're in our third year, three years. And you know, one of the one of the many great things about what we do here at the State of Energy, it doesn't matter if you and I are together at a convention center expo with a thousand people around us, or say in a different state, or even a different room. We've got awesome things rolling here on the State of Energy. We do got awesome things rolling here. Look at this. Uh, how many, how many, oh, folks, this is you an got, insider thing. It's an insider thing and it's okay. You were able to have these things that are happening right now. Did you, did you get your birthday present I, I sent you? Yes. Yes, I did. It's amazing. Did you bring it's, it you know, with you? I, I didn't bring it because I didn't want to burn Tony's house down. Um, but, uh, it's this thing is amazing. We got to, we have to smoke weeds every day. A flamethrower. You're you're <laughs> gonna have the cleanest yard in town because you're gonna be out burn, burning all the the weeds around the fence there. I can burn trees with this thing. It's amazing. <laughs> that's that's your uh, that's your your birthday present. So thank you very much. It's very awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it, I love the fact that it freaks out my neighbor. It's a propane flamethrower. Is basically what it is. Do you have yours hooked up? I should go grab it. I should I should light it right here in, in the in the little mini studio I got. That'd be awesome. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. Folks, propane is ready for action right now for your home, your business, farms even for fleets of school buses or virtually any fleet of vehicles, forklifts. Propane is energy for everyone, uh, including the big game, by the way, because professional sports increasingly are relying on propane. Um, Perk actually released a statement talking about an increasing number of leagues um, are... Uh, Relying on clean, dependable, affordable propane for their events as the go-to source for on-site energy needs. The Juice Box, a mobile power unit from Evergreen Mobile Power, is trusted for on-site power at security checkpoints and heating at games and events, including Sunday night's pregame football shows. Um, organizers at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood uh, said that they depended on the Juice Box uh, for stadium security needs in, uh, during the big game on February 13th. Uh, security checkpoints need a power source that won't fail, even in frigid temperatures. Not that the Super Bowl was cold, but 
I think they get the point. Uh, Joel Calhoun, Joe Calhoun, director of business development at the Propane Education and Research Council, said propane offers the consistent reliability needed to keep these security checkpoints running smoothly, regardless of weather or location, while also offering enhanced safety due to lower emissions, reduced noise, and limited cords. Yeah, what a great little device there. It's basically a power generator, right? Yeah. And and where do these what do these big generators usually run on? It's it's diesel. And we know what diesel's like. It's it's terrible for the emissions. You don't want all the, all these crowds out there smelling all the the diesel emissions. And then if it happened to be cold, what does diesel do in freezing cold weather? Mm-hmm. It gels up. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't even use it. So what a great way to use propane uh, in a community like that where you can you can have that power because maybe uh, in California might just have a have a brownout all of a sudden. Yeah, it's energy security is what it is for a big event. So that kudos to them. I'm glad this uh, got some press. Because um, here again, propane's there to save the day, and it saved the Super Bowl. Yeah, and kept people safe. Yeah, it, you know it's very smart, especially here in California. Because, you know, let's face it: would anybody be shocked if all of a sudden all the power went out on an eighty-five degree day in Southern California? Not at all. So, just saying. A lot going on in Canada these days. Lots going on. Canada is now easing the restrictions in Ontario. Doug Ford, the Ontario Premier, says as of March 1st, the province of Ontario will no longer require people to show proof of vaccination to enter any indoor spaces. Now, the change in public policy to rescind the so-called vaccine pass uh, was based on the diminishing number of COVID cases and hospitalizations. But he did say, let me be very clear. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. No, wait. He said his exact quote is, let me be very clear. We are moving in this direction because it's safe to do so. Today's announcement is not because of what's happening in Ottawa or Windsor, but despite it. How many days of this uh, protest are we on now? Is this... uh... It's been almost a, a month. It's been a few weeks anyway. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of uh, closing in on a month. It's it's and again, it's gonna change. We talked about this uh, uh, last week or the week before, but man, drivers out there, they're the frontline guys to get all the goods we need for manufacturing, for for even your everything you need at your house. It's these guys are important to to making the world go around. And and if you're uh, thinking about getting a driver job right now there's a new requirement that just came out uh early february it's it's called the entry level driving program that's required from the fmcsa that requires all new cdl applicants to successfully complete a theory and behind the wheel training before you can get your uh, state cdl now i'm going to tell you we have an awesome program that's available for everybody you don't have to be in the propane industry if you're a company and you've got drivers or you need drivers and you have you need to get them through this program the npga the national propane gas association has this driver training program available to anybody that operates commercial vehicles you can go to npga.org and you can go sign up and have your drivers go through this course and they'll be your administrative services for this. It's available to anybody. You don't have to be in the propane industry. That's great. See, now that's common sense movement forward. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's more, 
it's more regulation. So we have to go through, but hopefully it, it does make the roads safer. I mean, we've all been on the road and, and seen crazy drivers. Usually it's the, the younger people texting and driving, but you know, sometimes over the road trucks or, or delivery trucks, maybe you, you might be looking at him going, man, I wish this guy had some, some better training on the road here, but this will give you access to training that is now required. And again, anybody can use it. Go to npga.org and you'll see it right on the, the front page of the website there. And you know what? We also have a fantastic website ourselves here at thestateofenergy.com. And there's a lot of great information there, right, Tom? Yeah, we got we got uh, our link to findapropanejob.com. So if you're uh, looking for a career change, uh, you know, propane is, is a clean energy that's that's you know one of these emerging energies that's gonna come out of of all this mess that we're in uh of climate change and and infrastructure and jobs propane is there already a clean energy and uh we're hiring everybody in the propane industry is hiring so go to the findapropanejob.com and get yourself a new job Propane industry is going to grow by over $50 billion over the next five years. So uh, jump in. It's probably going to be more than that, the way the propane industry is growing. Um, and uh, the propane industry is also helping out those truckers in Canada. Yeah. Even with even with the <laughs> Trudeau. Jeez, um, that guy. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, because Trudeau, a lot of people don't know this, uh, but the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, his father was a prime minister of Canada 50 years ago. And fifty, and so he's trying to live up to his father's reputation. His father was a stronger figure. His mama protected him, and you know he's he just seems so weak. Um, wow! I mean, I mean he gonna, just does. You I know, just, I, you know how you know you know you're gonna have like a. I don't know. You're going to get hacked or something now. Oh, for- somebody's going to put what maple syrup <laughs> in my gas can. Um, no, I mean, no, I mean, here's the deal. Uh, f- uh, faced with truckers protests, this is out of Reuters faced with truckers protests popping up across the nation and hampering cross-border trade. Prime minister, Justin Trudeau Trudeau on Monday became the only Canadian leader since his father 50 years ago to declare a state of emergency in peacetime. Wow. Now, Trudeau unveiled a series of tough measures to tackle funding for the protests, including letting banks freeze accounts linked to the protests without a court order and said federal police will help end the blockades. But despite the apparent parallels, historians say that there's a big difference between Trudeau's announcement and the one his father made in 1970. For one, the prime minister, Pierre Trudeau, put troops in the streets after a small militant group of Quebec separatists had kidnapped a diplomat and a provincial cabinet minister, not just because a bunch of people were parked out in front of the Capitol. Well, that's... uh... (laughs) That's two different roads. Just two different roads. Just saying. I'm glad you went there. I'm not going to touch that one. I, you know, right. if if you do get some maple syrup on your on your doorknobs, you'll know where it came from. I guess. <laughs> you know, I think there's a website dedicated to that, but we're not going to get down that lane right now. <laughs> We can talk about the uh, propane industry part of a coalition supporting Line 5 litigation because, you know, Line 5 that we've been talking about for, what, now two years since the election? Man, yeah. This is this is just one of those energy security things that uh, a lot of people probably don't don't really think about or even consider. I mean, to, for you, what, what does energy security mean to you? 
to me to you yeah to being able to be self-sufficient as a country to be able to protect a government's number one job is to protect its people and look what's going on with russia right now energy security has lots and lots of different meanings for different people but you know to have access to affordable and abundant energy that's energy security. Now, however you want to play that out in your own world, if it's for your business or your house or, or your vehicles for your own personal family, uh, it's, it's important and we take it for granted. We don't, really, we don't really consider it much until you go to the gas pump and you see prices up, right? And you, then, you, then all of a sudden, you, hey, why is, it, why is the price of this gas this much? Well, line five is a big pipeline. We've talked about it before. It goes from, from Canada um, and all the way down through Michigan and, and kind of feeds that Midwest area uh, for, with, with more than just propane. I mean, it's, it's fueling gasoline, diesel. There, uh, pipelines usually uh, transport lots of different fuels. Um, and if, if they shut this thing down because it goes underneath the, the Mackinac Strait there and there's a, a short distance that's underneath the water and it's, it's an old pipeline and they want to they wanna shut this down because they, um, I think it's all political. But You think? <laughs> if they do shut this down, it's going to hurt that Midwest a lot. Yeah. And, and your energy security is, is going to kind of be compromised a little bit. Yeah, a friend of the show, Steve Kaminsky. President and CEO of the NPGA says Line 5's continued operation is crucial to the reliability of heating homes in Michigan and surrounding states. The environmental benefits and, uh, and relative affordability of propane, recognized by the EPA as a clean alternative fuel, perfectly positions it to accelerate decarbonization and ensure equitable access to clean energy which is basically a big ball of what you just said. Yeah, and there there are some people that uh, will claim that if this gets shut down, then there'll be a, a whole bunch of extra uh, fuel in in nor you know in the northern parts of, of the U.S. and maybe energy costs will come down in in uh, some of these other places. But the reality is, it's going to get put on rail and trucks. And then here we go again. We got yeah. we'll, we'll need more <laughs> more drivers and more equipment and more traffic, and that's it, it's just it's just a, a snowball effect because the pipelines are important to our country's energy security, and it's it's a worldwide problem. Like you said, uh, you know that's that's the whole battle over there. With Russia is 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 these pipelines that. Uh, Every, everybody needs energy and in, in how we get it. Most of it all comes from gas. I mean, look at uh, look at how the electricity is produced. Um, coal, coal and natural gas. I mean, those are those are the two big major uh, ener energy produ production. And I sent you some information about uh, this EIA report. Yes. There's there's some information on here. What do we talk about this? This is oh, this is not the EIA. This is from the EPA. Uh, so this is like the greenhouse emissions, and it talks about electric power generation. And we talk about how, and it shows how much electricity is produced by coal, how much is produced by natural gas, and our natural gas consumption has gone way up. I mean, it's it's doubled uh, in, in, since the early '90s in electric 
generation. And our coal has dropped a little bit um, because the natural gas is is taking over that. But if you don't have this product, either through pipelines, uh, you're not going to be able to produce any electricity. And what are we pushing everybody to use? Electricity. <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's it's crazy how much uh, the, the push for electric everything. And we still need all these fuels to create the electricity. It's called greenwashing. It is. Greenwashing. It's a cult. And, you know, greenwashing is a form of marketing spin, which green PR and green marketing are deceptively used to persuade the public that an organization's product aims and policies are environmentally friendly when they're not. Yeah, there you go. Greenwashing, it's kind of rhymes with brainwashing. I guess that's that's what everybody wants to make you think that what they're doing is is clean or zero emissions. I mean, you can look at some of these electric vehicles, electric everything. It's zero emissions. Well, no, it's not. And it's not even it's not even very secure. Like we're we're actually we're actually going backwards in the energy security. Uh, if you take a look at let's just take uh, a, an electric vehicle, for example. Do you know how much minerals and mining it takes to to get into some of this lithium and there's actually not there's not enough lithium in the world to to meet some of these uh, quotas that, that the governments want to to have by 2030 2040 2050 there's just there's just not um, there's not enough available right now well, yeah, you sent me that great story from The Economist uh, titled Between a Rock and a Hard Place. It says the energy transition is sparking America's nest, next mining boom. Can critical minerals be secured without wrecking the environment in sacred tribal lands? Because they don't seem to care about what's happened with the Native Americans. And they just seem like they're hell bent on just going on to some of their tribal lands and grabbing that lithium. Yeah, because, uh, you know, where the the rest of it is not in the states. So, so that's any any anywhere they can find this stuff, they're going to go after it. And it's mining is is dirty. Like m mining is not uh, it's not clean. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you. Yeah. Remember, think about what you, your vision of a miner. What does a, <laughs> not, <laughs> a working miner, not someone under the age of 18. Think about what that visual is like there. It's it's filthy. And it, you can see um, in this article, um, it, it kind of shows some of the, the mining processes and, and just how dirty this really is um, there. And there's a bunch of more minerals that we need than just uh, lithium. You know, we need aluminum. We need cobalt. We need nickel. We need um, a bunch of different rare earth um minerals and it most of this stuff doesn't come from the u.s no i mean that's why china is doing so much investment in africa you got china you got uh, uh chile australia um russia indonesia there's a there's a bunch of these minerals that we need to to electrify everything that are not available here in the u.s and that puts our energy security at risk and it's not much cleaner than what we're already doing. Like if you look at some of these charts, we're saying, oh, we're going to clean up electricity. We're going to clean up electricity. 
but we're not. The only thing we're doing is dumping more natural gas into the electric production process. And it, it might sound cleaner or look cleaner, but the reality is when you throw all this stuff in at the same time with the mining and, and all the rare earth uh, minerals we have to get, it's actually, we're, we're just trading one thing for the other. Yeah, I mean, and we do have a significant amount here in the United States. Uh, that story that you sent me from The Economist talks about uh, 16 million years ago, a supervolcano that straddled the borders of what are now Oregon and Nevada erupted, forming the McDermott Caldera. 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 <laughs> the volcanic activity pushed lithium-rich rock up near the Earth's surface, surface, creating the largest known lithium deposit in the United States. Today, that same terrain around the Montana mountains is carpeted with sagebrush, and coyotes are heard more often than people. But that may change soon. Lithium Americas, a Canadian company, has plans to build a mine and processing plant at Thacker Pass near the southern tip of the caldera in Nevada. It would be America's largest lithium mine. There you go. Just an, another another emissions-producing mega center to to try to create batteries for electric vehicles that that we're using natural gas that we already know is is a big methane producer uh and so we're so we're we're using this natural gas to create electricity and the natural gas is under attack from the government because of all the methane leaks but we need that to produce the electricity to support the cars that we're pushing everybody on. This whole thing's going to implode soon. This is just no way to, to sustain all this. Yeah, you know, I mean, and it's just it's, it's so absurd because when you look at what we can do with propane houses, what you what you did with that propane house, the new one we're talking about. And you sent me a link on that Ozark propane house. Yeah. Now, it's, it's, is is Marty Bird involved with this? <laughs> the Ozark House. Maybe the KC. Maybe the KC mob. <laughs> this is uh, the, you got to you, you got to kind of give those guys some 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 uh, some credit for putting this propane house in in the Ozarks when one of the one of the top shows right now is uh, Ozark is the uh, yep. the Ozark on net not Netflix right is that where we where we find that yeah it's on Netflix what was weird is that I was charging my phone you sent me that story last night my phone was upstairs charging and I was literally watching Ozark when you sent me that <laughs> and I'm like uh, you watching my house the cool thing about these propane houses uh, and, and we're we're doing one. We did one in Idaho. We're doing another one in in Utah. Uh, the group uh, out of the the Missouri Propane Gas Association is doing one there at the Ozarks. The the cool thing about this is you have your energy security for a clean burning fuel. That's that's the cleanest fuel known to man right there at, at that house. You don't have to worry about a grid. You don't have to worry about all these other problems that, that can that can happen with a natural disaster, an electric grid going down, a, a natural gas grid going down. And it's yours and you can store it right there. You can heat your home. You can you can cook. You can get hot water. You can get electricity all right there with propane. And it's yours and it's your energy security for your family. And Tom, we need people to pay attention to what we've got coming here in the next few months. The next iteration of the Rocky Mountain Propane Association's Propane House. 
Yes, sir. It's going to be in central Utah in Indianola. It's going to be an awesome little house, and we're going to document the whole thing. So stay tuned for the uh, the state of en- the state of energy home documentary, huh? a docu series. Yeah, you know what? I mean, <laughs> we can probably get a Netflix deal out of it. <laughs> Give one to everyone. Just saying. Uh, we have a tremendous website. It's called thestateofenergy.com. If you go there, Tom, uh, what are people going to find? You're going you're gonna to find all our past episodes, uh, links to all the stories that we talked about. Uh, you're going to find re- uh, applications for rebates. Uh, you'll find where to, where to find a propane job, findapropanejob.com. And, uh, you know, tune in with the, with the other 48 countries and 915 cities. So amazing. We're crap. We're almost to 50 countries. I love this. I love this. And thank you very much to everyone that listens to the State of Energy. We very much appreciate you. Uh, And folks, we're always online at that awesome website, thestateofenergy.com.